0: On behalf of a Wholeness Podcast and the Yoga Barber, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Ghanai Kurnai Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Welcome to a Wholeness Podcast. A healthy home for hair professionals and our clients. I'm your host, Fliss Downs, a.k.a. The Yoga Barber. Come on in. Hey, hey, beautiful beings! How are you going? Welcome to episode nine of a wholeness podcast. Wowza! To think that I've even got to episode nine is a bloody achievement in my eyes, and this is so amazing to be here. Oh my goodness me! Before I go any further, I just want to do a huge, huge shout out to Daniel, the founder of Bairnsdale Bikes. And in this week's episode, that is where Mel and I sat down, had a good old chin wag, and talked all things yoga. So thank you, Daniel, for. For your utter, utter amazing kindness and generosity for allowing me to come into your studio here in Bensdale Bikes, just absolutely your legend, mate. You are a fucking legend. Anyway, before I get too excited about Daniel and Bensdale Bikes because I love coming here and seeing the guys, let's crack on and talk about Mel and myself. So we're both yogis. We're both in the hair and beauty industry, and we have a number of things in common. We just click. Mel is a makeup artist, a beautician tattooist and of course a yoga teacher. She's a mum of two, an absolutely dedicated mum and in this episode Mel and I go through our journey into the yoga industry from when we first found yoga to doing our yoga teacher training to then becoming a yoga teacher, stepping on our mat to teach, guide and lead and I just absolutely loved this episode because I actually had somebody here with me in person in the studio and it was as if we was just like having a cup of tea on a couch or something except when we were sitting at a table like you do in a kitchen right so yeah I hope that Mel fell at home with me sitting here in the studio recording this and I really hope you enjoy it and you sit back and relax maybe just grab a cuppa and enjoy what you hear did you actually did you want any water no I'm good thanks you sure yeah I didn't bring know, before my water I come bottle.
1: here I was like had a bit of a funny throat so mm. I, on the way as i was driving i put some music on so i was singing real loud to clear yeah. out the throat get it all get it warmed up i love it oh, oh my, my god, I feel god. Like I, now that you talked about it
0: So no, dear me you're so funny bless you it must be
1: funny too if i have ever heard myself talk through a recording i'm like mm. that's weird
0: i'm terrible because i like the sound of my voice oh, do.
1: You? <laughs> oh that's good that's
0: good <laughs> I can listen to myself all day long. That's really awful to admit. That isn't that.
1: What well, I think you have a great voice, but then you've got an accent, and so do you. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've got an accent. To you, I do. Because <laughs> I love to hear a bit of an accent.
0: I think lots of people love British, don't they? Yeah. So many Aussies love British and mm. Americans and Italian. You like Italian, or Italians like British?
1: No, I like an Italian accent.
0: Mm. Mm. Italiano. <laughs> But I think Italian sounds better on men than it does women.
1: Yeah, I think I've mostly only heard Italian men.
0: Maybe we need to go and hunt some hot Italian
1: women down. (laughs) I remember I met an Italian man once and he was like, I'm in Australia, I'm looking for a wife. Anyway.
0: Anyway, anyway. Okay, right, come on, talk to me. In terms of when did you first start doing yoga?
1: Oh, so I don't have a date, but it was years ago. I was a bit of a gym junkie. Mm-hmm. I liked to do my own things. I suck at all team sports. Mm. But I liked doing my own thing at the gym. And I wanted something to go with it, complimentary. And to be honest, I just thought yoga positions looked cool. <laughs> so I love that. I went to try to do something cool. And then there was a great teacher in town, Margot Porter. Mm-hmm. I loved her classes. And I very quickly got addicted to... When I would leave class, I would feel like a better person mm. like I just would feel calm and nicer and and I was confused by that I was like why why is this like I just did some exercise yeah and you do get a similar endorphins from any exercise that you do but I knew that yoga was different and that's when I decided I wanted to do my yoga teacher training so it was never to teach mm. it was just for my own understanding mm-hmm I just couldn't do it because it used to be that you'd have to go away for a month and I've got young children. Mm. So it didn't happen and it wasn't a priority. Mm -hmm. It was just personal interest. Mm -hmm. So this was you in your 20s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then although in saying that, even in my teenage years, I always had a little bit of a fascination with yoga. Mm. Again, I think just because it looked cool.
0: It does look cool, doesn't it? It This is what Instagram (laughs) portrays, you know? Well, actually, this was even before. Before Instagram, now you're showing your age. I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, the
1: second second that COVID hit and we went into lockdown and I saw some businesses started offering yoga teacher training online, Mm. Yoga Alliance, whatever the governing body allowed it for the first time and I jumped on it. I actually jumped on the first course that popped up i in hindsight should have waited a little but we didn't know how long lockdown was going to last so i was like i need to take this opportunity while i have some Mm. spare time
0: and get it done so when you was learning yoga you was doing team sports or not doing team sports i know that you said you didn't like team sports yeah no i did
1: a lot of that as a teenager yeah and i just am really bad at it it's not that I don't like it I
0: suck so much because I can't stand team sport I don't I don't like games like board games don't give me a board game because I'm just done oh I I see
1: I win all the board games but you throw a ball at me and I'm gonna flinch and run that's (laughs) why you're zenning out in the corner (laughs) I just do things at my pace
0: yeah I like that okay okay because when you started doing yoga you said that you felt the difference you thought right Mm. okay I'm still getting these endorphins it's making me feel good but it feels different yeah can you looking back at that can you really see what the difference is that was now versus back then when you just didn't quite understand the difference in that feeling
1: now that I know what I know what it was was that mental shift that I try to help people get in class where it kind of becomes meditative even though you're doing something physical and your mind just lets go of everything. And when you can let go of everything, they call it the monkey mind, when you Mm -hmm. let go of all these other thoughts, it just calms you down. And then
0: you can think clearly about the things that you want to think about. So that's what you was noticing the difference with versus you playing sport and doing exercise in the gym and mm. things like that. Was... Yeah, that's what I was getting out of it. Mm. But I just didn't understand it. I was mm. just like, why am I nicer now? <laughs> I'm a nice person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's because I definitely find and I'm like you, I've, I come from an exercising background. Definitely not the exercising game scenario. Just don't do team sport whatsoever. Yeah. But Even, so when I left school, moving into my late teens, early 20s, I was a gym junkie, loved going to the gym. It was my place to decompress. It was my place to let out stress. And I would always come away, yeah, like you say, feeling better. Yeah. But during my exercising time, even at the gym, putting my headphones on or my earplugs, whatever, I would still be thinking about life. I would still yeah. be raging at stuff. You know, I'd be running on the treadmill, just like running, 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 because I'm just so fucking frustrated with something. Or yeah. I might be doing a squat. And as as I was coming up with a squat, I was imagining that I was just pushing all the shit that was going on in my life away. You know, I was always constantly just thinking, even yeah. though I was at the gym. And it really did you know make me feel better that I'd been to the gym endorphins and dopamine yeah, and everything like that but you walk out feeling strong
1: yeah and powerful and you've mm, got more cardio, energy energy for the day
0: mm. but it doesn't calm the mind no not whatsoever no and i think you're right when it does come to yoga it does stop that monkey mind mm. you know not as much for everybody that's all very different yeah. but it it is this place where you're f- so present Mm. With the present moment, with listening to the teacher of their instructions, tuning in with your own body, where yes. you're moving your hand, where you need to plant your hand, where's the the foot going, or you know how's that feeling? Can you feel the stretch through your left side or whatever it may be? Mm. Because you're actually having to be in the present moment. It's not this what oh, what's the word? You know when you do, it's automatic. You know like when you're in the gym, yes. it's automatic. Yeah. When you're on a yoga mat, it's not automatic. No. And it kind of gives your mind a a rest Mm. from all of that. Mm. Yep. because when I first started yoga, which was 15, 2015, 2016, more so I'd definitely say 2016 is when I found yoga. That was my kind of time that I could say I found yoga. However, prior to that, I was probably 18, 19, just moved to a new town with my mum and dad. Yeah. And on at the... Village Hall was a yoga class so mum and I went there and I'd never really heard about yoga before it was actually really funny I couldn't stop laughing throughout this yoga class (laughs) I could not stop laughing I was I was biting the inside of my cheeks because everybody was so zen and so quiet and calm and it felt so uncomfortable for me I was like what is this like if you can't get in it it's odd Yeah. And not only that, the teacher was getting us to walk up the wall backwards so we was facing away from the wall we put our hands onto the the floor and we then walk our feet up the wall so my mum and I was next to one another and my mum ended up doing funny farts oh. <laughs> and it was even more funnier and I oh just thought god. oh my god is this what yoga is about like yeah fanny farts laughing it I just <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> it was so funny and I was I, like my mum and I was just giggling our asses off because it just was so funny the yoga teacher didn't find it so funny and (laughs) and so I I never went back to yoga yeah from that moment you know we walked away we thought well that was a bit of a laugh you know so (laughs) what got you back what got me back was in 2015 to 2016 I was training for a half a marathon yeah and I actually had a running group this is running for the burps over in Melbourne and two of the guys that I was working with at the time, were running enthusiasts, and they got me into training. And there's like, you know, come come do a half a marathon. Da, da, da. I was like, awesome, yeah, I'm gonna do this. And so I started training. And then what started unfolding was the fact that even though I was going to the gym, still because I've always done that, my muscles were just feeling so sore. They weren't as flexible as what they was because obviously when I was running, the muscles were contracting more and more and more, and just getting yeah. tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah. So Frank, he said to me, you need to do loads of stretching, get your roller out and do yoga. Yeah. I thought, oh, all right, then I'll give it a bash. Mm. And at this point, I kind of forgotten about that yoga experience, that yoga class when I was 18, 19 years old with my mum. Yeah. And so I put that to one side because it wasn't even in the front of my mind. And then I found Humming Puppy in Melbourne. And I just utterly fell in love. And yeah. I became a dedicated yogi for, for months. Yeah, it's all about
1: finding the right style for you. That's like any other form of exercise, I think. Yeah. You've got to find the
0: right the And right also teacher. the right place as yeah. well. Because, well, I went to Humming Puppy, really not quite knowing what to expect. Mm. But I went in and it was a sanctuary. Yeah. And I was like... Oh my God, this is so beautiful, mm. and the the welcoming, and the fact that there was herbal tea and there was coconut water for you to drink before and after the yoga class, and the fact that the room hums at the frequency I think of the earth and something else. I can't quite remember exactly quite what it does. bougie yoga. Oh my God, <laughs> honestly, it was just something else. The and, whole experience. And I just. Fell in love with it. And I felt that that was my place for me to unwind. And I think that's, like you say, where I found my place of being on the mat, of being able to switch off and that difference of going, oh, wow. I guess the difference for me, I was like, OK, I go to the gym, I work out, I, I'm building my strength, I'm building muscles. Running for me was, of course, cardio, but it, it was becoming something that was meditative. Yeah, Right, so I' got this place where I was just like letting out all my frustration, if of course any was going on in my life. I had then had my running practice, which was a meditative practice mm. just by constantly running and being outdoors in the air and hearing the birds to then finding yoga and finding an even more of a meditative practice yeah, and going, wow, this is something else. This is cool. This makes me feel so good. Yeah. And over a period of time, my flexibility improved, my mobility improved. Yeah. My running improved and my posture. I was finding that I can get into better positionings with my posture in the way that i was holding for instance deadlifts and things were better just everything was all coming together and i was like wow this is amazing that i can incorporate something that's so relaxing yeah into something that is actually so strenuous on your body yeah yeah so beneficial oh absolutely and so i just fell in love with yoga through humming puppy and i've never ever found a yoga center Mm. since then like that and I've struggled because I guess I hold Humming Puppy yes. up so high yeah, that I'm like, well, no where's can beat that.
1: There, yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, I've done some yoga classes that I didn't enjoy, but I've also, I love when I do any kind of travel for work or anything, I always love to go try out a new studio. And I found a few really good ones. So mm. there is
0: more out there. Because you like Warrior in Melbourne, don't yeah, you? Yeah, Warrior One. <coughs> warrior One. yeah. Which I haven't been to yet. So I do need to go check them out. I've had a few different
1: classes there as well as I did my yin training there. Yeah, they've got some amazing teachers. And I think too it's, I mean, number one, it's the teacher. Mm. But also they've made the studios
0: really an amazing place for it as well. Mm. Yeah. I think the scene, the setting, the atmosphere, the ambience is yeah. everything. When I used to work in a day spa, because I'm also a beauty therapist, they
1: explained to me that the difference between a day spa and a beauty salon, you, you know, you pay so much more for the same treatment at a day spa. You're paying for the look of the room, the temperature, the smell, the sound. It's the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes a huge difference. It is.
0: And for me, I've done yoga in Australia, New Zealand, Bali, Thailand and then the UK as well and I guess for me there are certain teachers that you connect with yeah but also there's been some studios that I've been to I've had such a lovely teacher but the setting wasn't right yeah for instance there's one in Bristol that I went to fantastic teacher but the room was so goddamn cold oh and that. Oh, God, mean, yeah, I'm a really cold person as it is. Yeah. Get Stiff. into the zone if no. all
1: your feeling is freaking cold.
0: <laughs> no, And there was no heaters on. There was no radiators. Yeah. And there wasn't even blankets when it came to Shavasana. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about anybody else in the room, but I certainly felt cold. So mm. as much as her teaching was amazing, yeah. I couldn't actually get into the zone yeah, because I was so cold.
1: Mm.
0: <clears throat> but yeah, it's just... I think for me, going into yoga from a fitness background, the two just complement one another so well. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. I think anybody who does fitness, athletes, going to the gym, whatever, needs to do some form of stretching, yoga, pilates, bar, mobility. It it just comes to me, in my mind, it makes sense. It comes hand in hand. Yeah. You know?
1: I don't actually do as much with the weights at the moment, and that's just... Convenience and timing and everything, but I've been loving Pilates actually mm. for strength, and I find they complement really well as well.
0: Oh my goodness, the reformer!
1: I haven't done reformer yet. I've been doing. Oh my at god, home. it's so hard. This is another thing. It's amazing, COVID. but there's, so hard. There's so many great instructors available to us online, so that takes out that whole thing of their studio needing to be a certain way. Mm you still need to make your own space to practice that's your responsibility to make that in a way that works for you and then
0: there is amazing instructors online and so so you just do mat floor work pilates yeah i've done it a little bit but i've been to a few pilates classes with the reformer and my goodness me it works muscles that i just don't even use when it comes to yoga or it, or it's more intense, should I say? Yeah, you know, it's not necessarily that I'm using different muscles. Yeah, it's just that the the movement yeah. and the exercise that's given has been so much more intense. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Oh my God, my core hurts, and oh my
1: God, my glute. This is burning. I haven't actually tried that yet, but there is there's a couple of places around, and I do plan on taking a class soon. Just because I still love to try all different things, mm. even though I found what I love. I also just enjoy Have you trying it tr- all. Have you tried bar?
0: No. Me neither. I think there was a lady in Lake Entrance doing it, but not at the moment. Because I think a lot of places incorporate bar and Pilates together. Yeah. I think. Yes. I'm not a knowledgeable the, on a that. A lot of the
1: people that you can do your training through train for both. Mm. So if you can learn both modalities, I suppose.
0: Yeah. yeah. Combine them together. Yeah. Mush them together. Yeah, that's true. So then from your yoga teacher training, that was in 2020. Mm. Yeah. In Gippsland. Yeah. I was in the UK. We didn't know each other then. No. Okay, so you was like, okay, I'm going to go do an
1: online course. Like I said, I just jumped onto the first one, um, mm-hmm. but it it wasn't
0: perfect. I mean, nothing's perfect. No. but
1: and Particularly I... if you
0: think about it, everyone that was jumping from teaching in person to yeah. then teaching online... That was going to be a difficult transition. Yeah. They was going to have to learn how was they going to present a yoga teaching program yeah. online.
1: I actually think for the most part, they did a great job with that. They covered a lot of different topics, which was really great. And there's still only so much like at a 200 hour training, you're still scratching the surface on a lot of mm. topics. The issue that I found with my training is they were very one eyed this is yoga and all these other things aren't yoga so they Mm. had this one lineage that they follow and it was a hatha yoga which is great but i like vinyasa a little bit more flow a bit more strenuous and i found hatha the way they taught it and i know it's not always this way but Mm. it's just the way that i was taught it i didn't get into that headspace with it it was just do this pose ...and then stop, and then do this pose and then Mm. stop. There was no flow. I didn't switch off. I was bored. I was cold. And so I learned about the history of yoga, which is what I was there for. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn to teach how I wanted to teach. But as I said, when I started it, it wasn't to be a teacher. Mm. But coincidentally, as I got through my training, I was like... ...God, I want to share this with other people. Now I do want to be a teacher... Because I want to help other people feel amazing as well. And so because unfortunately I found it lacking in that area, then I had to look for further training to become the teacher that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So I've done more trainings. I've done actually several 50-hour trainings with different teachers that are history, philosophy, again, purely for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've also done a couple of trainings on sequencing and teaching.
0: And that's definitely helped me to move into that space. Mm. Did you find doing 200 hours in a space of a month too much for you? So...
1: It was a lot, especially having kids at home as well. I was doing a couple of hours before the kids woke up. I was doing some during the day and I was doing some at night. I could have spaced it out longer. Being online, it was allowed to go for longer. But I, again, not knowing how long we were in lockdown for, I just wanted it to be done. Mm. Yeah, I was wrecked. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel that. I was wrecked. Yeah, I was just also so grateful to have the opportunity to be
0: able to, do that so mm, definitely you know. particularly if you'd you know from all those years ago thought about doing your yoga teacher training yeah and what well, that would have been definitely what over a decade would we say or maybe not a decade n- or not quite of that but um, but a few years a few years of wanting to do yeah wanting to do your yoga teacher training yeah and then you finally got to do it yeah online because of covid and you had the time and you was at home and everything i mean for me doing my yoga teacher training two hundred hours. I was in a very different situation to you. I was yeah. in Thailand, I was on Pangyang and I was doing it in person and it was a month. I think it was it was four weeks. That was it. Yeah. And that was for me back to back pretty much all the time. We did get a couple of hours break in the afternoon, but it was wake up, it was meditation, I think either at six or 6.30 after meditation. It was straight into yoga, then breakfast. Then we'd go and do, for instance, two hours of philosophy and then so on. I think maybe then we'd have like lunch, then we'd have maybe two hours to spare to ourselves. But really and truly in that time, we should be self-educating ourselves. Then we'd have another two hour, practice in the afternoon and then it would be another philosophy it was just full-on and it never stopped so how did you get taught being online at home was it same for you like that like because that was like every day we only had sundays off so six days of week Back to back doing that. And mine was actually over six weeks, I think. So
1: we got a little more time. And like I said, it was flexible. You could take longer. But yeah, it was similar. You're starting with practice in the morning and then you've got a couple of hours of philosophy and Ayurveda. I loved like curtain and mantra. And I loved that we got to learn on so many topics. Mm. It was really great. But it was, yeah, it was all of that every day and workshops on... I just am lost for words.
0: <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Google it if you need to. <laughs> uh,
1: just on the physical body and you're asking Anatomy. Anatomy yes. and physiology. Yeah, and just how to do that all correctly. And those were in Zooms, so we could get some feedback and they could physically see us. So it wasn't all just pre-recorded content. We were actually doing it with some visual instruction Mm. as well it was yeah it was a lot but i i was excited and i've been this person that
0: take the opportunity when i can yeah yeah definitely so did you complete it in six weeks? Yes.
1: Yep. yep. I actually freaked out and failed at the end.
0: <laughs> I failed as well and they still passed me off. I thought, bloody hell, like... I was devastated. Oh God, I was devastated. Bloody. I Do you remember just... what you failed on at all? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. It was my practical exam at the end. I had to send in a video of mm-hmm. me teaching a class mm-hmm. and I was looking at my notes a lot and they said to me, you're allowed to use notes in that. So I was like, what's the problem? And they're like, you're just reading from it. They're like, you know how to teach. So I really was devastated Mm. and I had to pick myself up and go, no, you're right. I do. I do know. I don't know at all. You don't know at all. No. but, But I know enough to have a bit more of a crack. So next time I would look at what position is coming up. Mm hmm but I knew what to say to get into that position. Mm. So yeah, a couple of days it took me to pick myself up, do it again, resubmit, mm. and they passed wow.
0: me. We didn't even mean what. the Our course, for me, walking away from my yoga teacher training, it felt as if they just signed anybody and everybody off willing whether they passed or not. That's disappointing. I was really pissed.
1: Only because it makes you then feel like... Am I even good enough? They just signed me off yeah. anyway. And it's not going to give yeah. you any confidence mm-hmm. moving forward. The Them failing me was the best thing they did for me mm. because it gave me the confidence to back myself and try it properly.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, for me, it was literally I failed on my theory on the anatomy side of things. Yeah. I, only, I think it was two questions I was down. And, if, you know, my anatomy teacher did end up actually asking me those questions in person and I could actually demonstrate to her what I was meaning. So I then did pass. Yeah. But still, based on some other students who clearly did awfully oh, that sounds awful doesn't it (laughs) who when they came to do their practical so that we had to teach a one-hour class which throughout the whole course we didn't once teach a one-hour class we barely did any teaching actually Mm. and this particular student absolutely stalled and stalled and stalled in their practical yeah but they still got passed off yeah and I just was thinking I walked away from that going number one I forked out all this money and I've gone to a center that is just passing anybody and everybody. So can I really trust the yoga industry? Yeah. Are they just signing people off to get the money to get the accreditation and the pass marks and yeah. and stuff? But also, yeah, am I really good enough if they're just passing anybody and everybody yes. and all of us passed, but yet really I don't believe that I should have passed. And I don't believe because I didn't, right? Yeah. You know, apart from obviously when my anatomy teacher did ask me the questions again. But I just felt cheated and I felt robbed of my money. And I mean, I felt, you know, I will uh, admit, I felt very bitter towards the training. And I walked away from the training with very little faith in the yoga industry. Yeah, Thinking if that's what's happening, even question like, is this really how I learn? Because really, I think for me, it was way too intense. I couldn't withhold the information in such a short amount of time. Yeah. It was so much. And to this day, I still really would love to get up to Byron Bay Centre. Yeah. And they do a one-year course of the 200 hours. And I'm like, yes, that's what I personally need because I need time to understand what I'm being taught and I need time for it to be embedded into my mind and into my brain and for me to really function and, and understand it. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's interesting to know that obviously how we both experienced our yoga teacher training and both of us still want to do it again. I mean, you, yeah. you've you gone and done another 200 hours Not or you've just gone and done lots of 50 hour?
1: Lots of 50 hours. Mm. I almost like if I had the time and money again, I would love to do the 200 hours again. Mm. Luckily, I think the teacher that I want to be is not the most amazing teacher, which sounds funny. I have another business. I've got my own business. I love that. But what I want to do in teaching is to create a class where we do a little meditation, a little pranayama, a great flow. I love that flow stage, getting into that great place in your mind. I have a lot of interest in other topics, the history and philosophy. Like I said, I've done extra trainings there. But I'm at this stage of my life not interested in becoming a teacher of that. Mm. I honestly think if I wanted to be that level of teacher, it would take it would take that whole mm. 12 months mm. to be able to know it enough to teach it. I am constantly a student. So I I do these other courses, I've bought books, but I also have two children and another business. So I'm not pressuring myself there. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to teach a more basic class which still fulfils my need and fulfils the needs of the students I hope that are coming to Mm -hmm. me and the rest remains hobby, personal Mm -hmm. interest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe, maybe one day... In my wizened years, (laughs) I will share more of
0: that. But I think it would take a long time to get to the point to be able to share that from a really knowledgeable place. Absolutely. It's pure dedication. It Mm. would be like you'd need to take it on as a full-time job to study. Yeah. You know, and when you, like you, like me, we've got a full-time job or I mean you're with your beauty business is that full-time part-time does it change it's between that and parenting yeah that's like I, I work
1: school hours <laughs> Yep, without a break mm-hmm. um before and after school hours I'm busy with my children they do a lot of sports and activities and jobs even themselves and I love to be that mum that's full-on with that and always there for them mm-hmm. so it's it's a busy life
0: mm. but it's so, so rewarding <laughs> there's so much there's so little time to be able to yes. uh, do your yoga teaching you know so yeah, yeah. it's interesting is not it I mean what so you qualified in 2020, 2020. you yeah. would have qualified because you did your training at the beginning of lockdowns and things yeah and how was your transition into then Becoming a teacher? Was this scary? Was it difficult? Was there self doubt? Run me through that.
1: So that was actually quite a long time because I had other things going on. And I was like, one day I'm going to teach just one class a week. And I always said my goal was just to have it as a side gig, just to teach this one class a week. And then what I would love to do on a Sunday, not every week, but occasionally, I'd love to get up on a Sunday morning go somewhere beautiful, do yoga and have brunch. Like I'm thinking a winery. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like no one's doing that here, so I should facilitate that. Mm. But this was always a plan, but one of those plans that you you know when you say to a friend, let's catch up, but it doesn't yeah. happen. There's yeah. good intentions. Yeah. So That was it. It was just a thought for a long time. And I didn't practice my teaching any further either. Mm. And then one of my customers one day told me about this beautiful place opening up in town. I had a look at it and I was like, oh my God, that is beautiful. I want to be there. I don't Mm -hmm. care whether I'm a student or a teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to be there. As soon as that customer left, I sent them a message and reached out and said, I'd love to just teach one or two classes a week And yeah, when they opened up, I started teaching and it was terrible because I knew that I needed or that I wanted to be this particular teacher, but that I hadn't learned that. Mm. And so I worked it out myself. I did a lot of yoga. I also did a lot of Pilates because I found that I was quite puffed to be able to teach to do the movements to demonstrate Mm. and speak clearly to give the instruction. Mm. (laughs) I would film myself doing a, a class and then watch it back and I was like, wow, that was disjointed or I sounded puffed or this or that. So I put a lot of effort in. Mm. And then I was so, so scared to start. I'm like, I'm too old to be starting something. What? I was so scared. And then I thought, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Worst thing that'll happen is it's not quite as lovely. It's Mm -hmm. not terrible. Yeah. So got a spray tan. (laughs) That was your priority before teaching. (laughs) I got a spray tan and did my eyebrows to make myself feel good. I love this. And I did it and loved it. That started last August mm-hmm. and and yes, it's been with challenges, coming mm-hmm. up with new sequences. Mm-hmm. It is time-consuming but I am getting better at it mm-hmm. and I love the feedback. Occasionally someone will say to me, hey, Mal, I can do this now and that will make me happy for wow. a whole week. <laughs> yeah. So they're enjoying it mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it mm-hmm. and it is a beautiful venue for it. I'm it so, is. so grateful to mm-hmm. have had the opportunity to make a start into this field mm. in this beautiful
0: space mm. so it's coming to a year in august it'll be a year that you've been teaching yoga yeah and so that would have been wow that would have been like two years from the time that you finish your yoga teacher training to then yeah. actually beginning to teach yeah and that's fairly i mean mine's actually longer than that Yeah. because i did my yoga teacher training in october to november 2019 yeah and then i didn't actually start teaching until october november last year yeah so when you moved here yeah so three years yeah and i reckon that's the case for many yogis for many people that was practicing yoga then there's like, oh, I really want to deepen my practice. I'm going to go and do a yoga teacher training. I'm just going to do it for me. I might teach, I might not. And yeah. then I think a lot of us do our yoga teacher training and we're like, wow, I could, I could go and teach this. I mean, this is great. Yeah, I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. But I think the time between finishing your teacher training to then teach in can be like that. It can be yeah. one year, two year, three years, maybe even five, ten, or whatever. And you have to go and do a refresh course. You know, yeah. even now I'm saying to myself, you need to go and do a refresh course yeah but then i love what you're saying where you've done your multiple courses 50 hours like Mm. yin sequencing Um, a couple on sequencing and a lot were history philosophy
1: topics yeah
0: Yeah. and i think for me i need to get stuck more into doing that for the time being because i don't have number one finances all the time to just go and take another month off but yeah like i said i don't want to go and do an intense one yeah i've still got my eye on doing that one year Or another
1: option, I just found there's a yoga teacher that I've been following online for some time. I actually wanted to do a retreat with her Mm. in Bali just prior to COVID. Mm. And I was looking through her website, her offerings the other day, and I saw that she offers a mentoring to teachers, Mm. like a one-on-one style mentoring Mm. to help you cover certain topics. She's got topics that she covers, but also it's like, you know, anything that you need that you felt was lacking from your 200-hour
0: wow so i reached out to her
1: niche i like it and yeah we're just sort of discussing Mm. at the moment she doesn't do a lot of it but it
0: yeah do you remember what her instagram handle is rachel melican yoga
1: she does all different workshops
0: rachel melican Yoga and sound retreats. Oh, God, it just sounds so good, doesn't it? Workshops, trainings and events, energy healings, teacher mentoring. Her a hair. partner together actually yeah. do
1: all these amazing looking retreats. Mm. I def-
0: need to go to one. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> I, I literally, I'm so all about, I just really want to go and find these places and get out there and find that community, find the tribe. That's one of my key things in life is to be surrounded by people that are vibing with my yes alignment and what i'm interested in and and yeah i feel like this is something that we need to do yeah It's good because it just lights something up in you. It's mm. so good to find those like-minded it people. lights us, right? Yeah. You know, and going, oh, my God. And when you reached out to me and you was like, I think we've got loads of things in common, hair, beauty, blah, blah, blah yoga. I was like, wow, this is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I
1: was like, this is going to sound weird, but I'm just going to send you a message because I just, yeah, I heard about you. Someone said, how was it? I think I, I heard about you through the hair beauty side first and then someone said about you and that you do yoga. And I was like, I need to connect with yeah. this person, this Someone in the same town
0: as yes. me that has similar interests. It's really mm. and it's really actually quite hard to find that in Ben's I find. Yeah, you know, it's it's wh- where are these people? Is there <laughs> anybody out there? Yes, please <laughs> come to us. It's oh. nice,
1: and things are different now. I do feel with social media how things have changed. I can get great relationships and connections with people, even just through
0: instagram messages but there's always something so lovely of Mm. course about being in person with someone absolutely and i was thinking the other day mel i said to myself you need to stop trying to make connections online because it's very easy to these days isn't it you know reach out to somebody's profile that you might think you are aligned with or they've got you know maybe something that you are really interested in whatever it might be and and then you start a conversation and then the conversation goes back and forth back and forth but i thought to myself I'm putting so much energy into finding people online that I'm taking my energy away from finding people in person where I am. Yeah, absolutely. And (laughs) I just thought to myself, this is a no-brainer, Fliss. I don't know.
1: I think there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons, definitely, for sure. You will make some
0: amazing relationships with people that you just wouldn't have the opportunity Mm, to see in person absolutely and it is it is being beneficial you know I'm reaching out and I'm having lovely connections and chats and things and it's how I've managed to also connect with Earl the barber who I who I had a conversation with a few weeks ago that was episode five and that's amazing you know because he's over in the US and I'm here in Australia how you know this is incredible that technology allows us to do this yeah but you can't be actually that one-to-one in-person connection and
1: yeah, having that. The soul it, up differently. It
0: just does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, even just being able to hug you when you walked in, I was like, hi, Mel, yes. you know, giving you a hug. I was like, oh, it's so nice to have that human connection and be with each other in present, in person and you know, me to pop round to your studio and have a little lurk and things. Yeah. It's just, oh, just you I love
1: it. You <sighs> probably are somewhat reserved when you're messaging someone because there's only so much you want to type. Whereas in person, you and I could like blah, 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 blah for mm. hours. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which is nice yeah. to talk about all the things oh that you God, want to talk Oh God, isn't it
0: just? Definitely, it is, it is. So tell me about with you transitioning mm. into becoming a teacher. Mm. I didn't find that easy. And I don't think many of us do. There's a lot of self-doubt. But for me, after my yoga teacher training in 2019, because I'd lost that faith in the yoga industry, I personally stopped practicing, I'd stopped getting on my mat and I just took a big break from it. And I kind of thought, you know what, I'm just not I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna be part of an industry that yeah. is potentially fake. You know, I'm I'm in a. It really got you. It really got me. Yeah, it really got me. Yeah, and I think also because being in the hair industry, again, another industry that can be quite fake, I was almost sort of going towards the yoga side, thinking I'll be I'm going to be able to find honest people and deep meaningful connections, and and that's something that I look for in life because I feel like sort of my clients get a deep meaningful connection with myself but then where do I find my deep meaningful connections outside of my workspace and things so yeah yeah, obviously like I said I I took all that time off mostly through lockdowns and COVID days from 2020 to then 2022 last year I barely practiced and I did go to a few yoga classes in Bristol which is where I was based during COVID years and then i got back this is going in a bit of a whirlwind i'm not really answering your question very straight to the <laughs> point am i but what happened was i then got back over to australia in september last year i then met v who is the founder of the hit factory yeah. and i was telling v how i really lack confidence and how i've not really done yoga since i did my yoga teaching and yeah you know, I'm not good enough and all of these self doubts. And V was like, Well just come and come to the hit factory and, and teach, you know? Like yeah, You just gotta do We've it. got no judgment there and mm-hmm. she was just so warm and welcoming and I thought, What well, a bit like you, what have I got to lose? I've got nothing to lose. Yes. I can only but give it a try. Yeah. And the nice thing was is she really made it clear the people that come to the hit factory are non judgmental. If she said, I mess up my sequences and we're just a family that's and so I just good. thought, this is what I need. Yeah. And the, the fact that V had confidence in me to go there and teach complimentary mm-hmm. classes, because I, I was very much like, I can't charge for my teaching because I'm yes. nowhere as good yeah. as where I should be to be teaching yoga. So I can't <laughs> charge for that's this. That's such a lie
1: <laughs> inside your own head, isn't it?
0: It really is. <laughs> so anyway, and I did, I did complimentary classes for, for the Hit factory and the feedback that i got saying that was so nice fliss thank you so much and oh my goodness you've got such a lovely relaxing voice i can listen to you for hours and just all these tiny little compliments that are so minute but actually were so big at the same time like oh my god somebody says that they like my voice and i my voice is relaxing and somebody said that that was really good and they really loved my yoga class what you know are you sure (laughs) and so from that i thought oh well maybe this is something that i can do maybe i still have it within me yeah and uh, from that point through one of my clients that's when i got referred to carolyn at the center yeah and that's when i started teaching at the center this year and again that was to see how that goes and the same thing is it came down to the feedback from my students yeah saying how lovely it was it was so relaxing they wish they could do it longer and I even had one lady say to me I wouldn't have thought you was a new teacher I wouldn't have thought you're on the beginning of your journey being a teacher that's amazing and I was like wow you know (laughs) and I mean maybe I was just having a really great day that day and (laughs) and did an amazing job at being a teacher I don't know but I just thought wow and you know she said honestly Fliss I've been to some classes that has a teacher, years experienced, and I could not connect and I didn't resonate and the way that she was teaching I didn't understand the sequence and she said you were so clear that I understood everything that you were saying. Yes, well, I mean I attended one of your classes mm. and
1: you to me just completely knew what you were on about. You made everything so achievable and you were so knowledgeable and... Seemed you had everything under control. God, little <laughs> did you know, Mel. Oh my but goodness I don't think, me! I don't think people mind if you don't. I actually got mm. some teachers that are so amazing that I do their classes and online, and they did a challenge. This was creature yoga. They did a challenge, and during their yoga challenge, the two teachers would teach together, and there would be the occasional giggle and this and that, and sometimes they would say left when they mean right, yeah. and this kind of thing, and. That imperfection mm. I enjoyed so much because it helps you realise they're not perfect, they aren't enough to be perfect. humanity, right? We're humans. Exactly. And yeah. so even when I was worried about teaching and I was like, oh, how is my body going to look in these outfits and mm. different things like this? And I realised that no one's perfect and in seeing other people's imperfections helps
0: us feel more confident about ourselves. Mm. So... Just be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because when I knew that you was coming to my class, I was so excited because to get another new yoga teacher's opinion on the way that I teach. Yeah. I mean, I need to come to one of your classes as well. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. My goodness me. I'll be like, like yes, Mel, three max, four, Mel. Do whatever you tell me to do, Mel. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was so nice. And I, you know, don't get wrong, there was like a little bit of intimidation there as well, because you think, oh, my goodness, what happens if she thinks I'm terrible? Or what (laughs) happens if she's like, well, I wouldn't say that I would do this, that I could do this better or whatever. And, you know, again, you've just got to shake the judgment off I realize that there yeah. is no judgment yeah i know my we original judge teacher, and everything. Um, margot porter mm. she was
1: amazing and i wrote to her when i was in the lead up to this and she gave me some really great advice mm. and she said i'll come to your first class or one of your first classes and i was like no i'm too scared <gasps> oh my but god i actually should contact her now yes. and say now please come to a class Absolutely. and give me some feedback because i would love her feedback yes. but i was too scared Mm. and it is silly because there's never going to
0: be any negative judgment Mm -mm. from someone like that (laughs) absolutely not absolutely not and I think also it's really lovely to have the support of another teacher in your class yeah because to me it's like oh they've kind of got my back a little bit in in energy spirit you know in energy form when I sort of continue teaching and well whenever you next come to one of my classes again (laughs) you know I know that you'd have my back Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, Mel's here, that's good. I've got a little bit of oomph in me because I've got Mel here with me. But also we like to better ourselves Mm.
1: and we want to become better. And I feel like like Americans are different with this to Australians. This is all (laughs) I've got to go off is Americans and Australians. But if I'm after some feedback, I feel like an Australian, someone here will give me constructive criticism. And I will love that because I would love to become better because you don't Mm. always recognize your own flaws. Mm -hmm. And not that I, I wouldn't be offended by that. I would love that sometimes in, in other areas of, in my other job, I'm in a group on Facebook for advice and there's a lot of Americans in there and they'll just tell you, you're doing amazing, whether you are or not. And I'm like, well, that's all lovely. It's nice to have a hype girl,
0: (laughs) but I want to get better. Yeah. So yeah. Give it to me. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, completely. I think constructive feedback again done right yeah is so beneficial I was even thinking recently perhaps I should go back to what I
1: did in the beginning and film myself teaching because yeah. I found that really beneficial I mm. didn't actually did Instagram live so some yes. people might have clicked on but I didn't t- announce that I was going to be doing oh, that
0: how um, dare you and then
1: I saved it so I was
0: able to then go back and watch mm-hmm. it as a student yeah, so I'm it'd thinking be interesting to do that again now and see yeah I'm definitely thinking about doing once a week online yoga. Imagine if you watched it back now, like mm. now that I'm feeling more confident and then mm. went, shit, I'm still terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, tell a lie. I've just remembered when I was living in Bristol for a short period of time, I did do yoga live yeah. on Instagram and... I enjoyed that, but I think what I liked about it is the fact that I didn't actually have students in front of me. I was just talking to the camera and I'm very confident at just talking to a camera and being in front of a camera. It doesn't phase me. That's good. And so, yeah, now me thinking about it, actually I did do, I did teach a bit during lockdowns and things. So of course there was still obviously that bit of passion, that f- bit of fire within me yeah. to have gone and done that. But it's, oh, you've really got to keep at it, haven't you? I mean, you know, right now... As you know, I've not done yoga for a little while because my Tuesday evenings just weren't busy enough. Yeah. And so I've got to figure out what the next steps are for me in terms of teaching because I've gone from I did a few weeks at the Hip Factory, then I had some time off over Christmas and New Year, then it got into this year. And then I obviously started teaching at the centre and then that stopped again. So I'm like this, stop, stop, mm. stop, stop. And it's
1: hard to build up your confidence again. Even mm. I had a couple of weeks off for some reason and I was nervous going mm. back. Mm. Yeah.
0: But it, once you've done it, it gives you such a friggin' buzz, doesn't it?
1: Oh, at the end of the class, I'm like, I feel good. And mm. I can see that everyone else feels good. And it's just a lovely feeling. Absolutely. Actually, I was going to say to you, mm. I wonder if that's something like your hair, I'm beauty, something that I get out of that is I love making people feel good. You know, I mm-hmm. might cause them pain if I'm tattooing <laughs> them or waxing them, but at the end they're like, oh, my God, I feel better, or oh, I love this. Mm. It's I feel good, and I'm giving them the same thing mm-hmm. from yoga. It's yeah. different feel-good, but Absolutely. it's a feel-good. Absolutely. So do you think maybe that's part of what drove you to want to
0: teach? Mm. Going from hair, you love yeah, that yeah, people... Yeah. God, I don't know, actually. I've never really thought about that. It's a good question. I feel, for me, I've always had this leader spirit within me. Yeah. And I've never quite known how to implement that into reality. Even though being a barber, being a hairdresser, I am in lead. I am taking control of creating a haircut, making somebody feel good and everything. But I'd always envisioned me either public speaking in front of an audience or being a teacher of some kind, definitely not school kind, because I'm not that way inclined. But, you know, I'd always thought about being an educator in the hair industry or or something. I'd always seen this vision of me being a leader and particularly from twenty. 2015, 2016, I got into personal development and I thought I was going to be a life coach and I was going to be a public speaker on motivational speeches and everything. And so when it came to yoga, I found like that was my way to step into that leader yeah. spirit.
1: So it wasn't so much about the yoga. It was about your personal drive mm. to teach wellness. Mm. And then yes. you found that's a great way to do it. Yes. That works
0: for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And also... I find it's getting to the point for me within my hair career, one-to-one is getting too much for me. It zaps a lot of my energy. Yes. Which you might sometimes feel through beauty. Whereas when I am in front of a class teaching yoga, I don't have to withhold a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of excitement and this bubbly personality, this persona that everybody knows me so well for, Mm -hmm. right? And... I don't have this conversation going back and forth, back and forth. It's purely just me in front of people. Offering. Offering people, yeah. Yeah. And people surrendering to their own practice. And me being able to lead that and provide them that space by purely me just giving cues. I'd say that's because you're a natural for it deep down. Like that Mm. was your,
1: maybe that just was your calling and it's just taken this whole path this journey to
0: find that. Mm. And I see very much so, I mean, you know, it's a bit like this. I know you and I are having a conversation right now, but again, doing a podcast where I'm sort of leading it, Mm. I feel very much like I'm driving something that's purposeful and meaningful. And when I can be in front of a class, yes, I'm gifting other people their time, their space for them to feel good, but it also makes me feel good as yeah. well, and some people might say, "Oh, that that sounds very selfish," or not saying that I'm being selfish. But it's an automatic response for us to say, "Oh, well, if it it makes me feel good, that's selfish of me." But I actually don't think it is. I think it's that thing of going, actually, if this makes me feel good, that's going to be really good for my mental well being, yeah. my physical well being, my spiritual well being, my emotional well being, everything above, and. I can be a better, I can be a better, happier person yeah. by doing that. So by stepping into that leader spirit and it's something that I've had to hold back from for so long.
1: Yeah,
0: And now it's like, oh, I can actually step into this yeah. arena and lead and not have to be this bubbly person that everybody knows me to be. Yeah, And I did question, I questioned at one point, Mel, when I did my yoga teacher training and coming out of that, I was like, who am I to think that I can be a yoga teacher? Because yoga teachers are zen, they're calm, and I'm this bubbly, bright, laughable, maybe loud person. How can I be a yoga teacher when I'm this person? And I just had this vision of this certain persona that everybody sees me to be, and therefore I couldn't be a yoga teacher because I'm not so zen.
1: That's so funny, but I think this comes down to what we were saying right back at the beginning of... How the atmosphere is one thing, but I still believe the teacher makes Mm. the class. And Mm. so that's something else. And it's something I had to learn in the beauty industry too. Not everyone's going to love you, Mm. not everyone's going to connect with you. And that's absolutely fine because you will find your audience and they will be happy that you're offering what you're offering. Absolutely. And so you don't have to be a certain mold. As long as your offerings are genuine, Mm,
0: genuine, authentic. I personally
1: love to learn from different teachers with their different styles. I actually find this is a bit bizarre. Some of my favorite yoga teachers—I don't know how this happened, if it's just coincidence or what—but some of my favorite yoga teachers are gay men. Interesting. They're
0: funny. Mm. I think it's always good. it's always good to have a giggle on the mat, isn't it? You know, I like
1: to be pushed a little, yeah. and then when it's just seeming hard, and then they'll make some
0: cute or sassy little comment. It just, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I've never I've never noticed that actually. I mean, maybe because I've not been taught by gay men. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna send you a
0: tattoo. Just the little things, just the little personality
1: traits. Like I said, it could just be absolute coincidence. But a couple of my favorite teachers. Mm.
0: Oh, okay, man. yeah. Wow, that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I do actually think now I've even noticed when I've been teaching and maybe I get the left and the right wrong, I'll yeah. giggle to myself or something, you know, and, and you see your students' faces light up yes. and a smile comes on there. They you enjoy know, that it's they real. They enjoy it, that it's real, you know, rather than being so everything is perfect, everything yes. is there, na-na-na. You know, so I think... And I think it is as well, one thing that I'm still learning, which you might have kind of gotten to that past that point, or you might still be in that process of still figuring out what type of teacher I am. I mean, I know that I really enjoy Hatha and that is kind of going to be my way forward. Yeah. I know I want to dedicate my teachings towards the hair industry and towards beginners. Hmm. But I mean, when I say what type of yoga teacher am I in terms of like, who am I on the mat? Yeah. What is my vibe on the mat? And and I'm still kind of sussing that out. And I think maybe as well, because I'm still learning how to be a teacher. Yeah. And I've still got a lot of learning to do about philosophy, anatomy, sequencing, everything. Yeah. You know? So it's like, although I'm trying to learn all of this and implement it, but it all happens simultaneously. Mm. But- Would I say I'm really confident in what type of teacher I am? I'm probably still navigating that. I think
1: I am too. Like Mm. I knew that I wanted to teach more of vinyasa, but I found that I really also enjoyed my, for a while, I was teaching a slow flow restorative class and we had a bit of pranayama meditation. And surprisingly, I really enjoyed that too. I think I, probably in all aspects of life, I enjoy teaching or offering what, things that I enjoy. And when I was younger, mm. slow flow, restorative, mm. not for me at mm. all, but these days I enjoy it. And I think something that I definitely, definitely need to work on, and I've heard it many times, but I've got to implement it, is to help us find our place. Mm. We need to continue to regularly be a student. Mm. And that doesn't mean doing courses. That just means showing up on your own mat your own self-study just doing your own mm, practice a mm. little bit of pranayama a little bit of meditation doing mm. your own practice doing that regularly will inspire you and help you work out what you want to do
0: yeah absolutely and it's I a really journey need to keep doing it's it. a
1: continuous <laughs> journey something yeah. else that i struggled with becoming a teacher is especially in the beginning it still takes me a fair bit to write a new class. Mm. So I need to do classes to get a bit of inspiration, write down some bits and pieces, make it my own, perhaps practice it, perhaps change it, rewrite it, Mm. practice it again a couple more times so that, although I do take notes into my class, so that I'm not constantly reading from my notes, Mm. so the class can have some nice flow about it.
0: Mm. Um, And... That did suck the fun out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I can't stand sequencing. And it probably is because I don't understand it enough. And partly what I've done, dare I even admit this, I've took sequences from a YouTube yoga video and maybe just tweaked it a little bit. Maybe two poses of tweaked it. I think that's okay though. And then one thing that I found, I can't remember which account this was on, but they were saying what new yoga teachers should do. And one of the suggestions was to teach the same sequence time and time and time again to your students. Yes, and that's what I started to do. yeah and I found great confidence through that. yeah And I felt that my students found confidence within their practice because by week four they they knew what was coming and, and they like that. And that yeah. I was
1: worried people are going to be so bored, but they're not. No so I teach the same sequence for maybe a couple of weeks. Mm. I might make a slight change mm. in between, yep. but then I keep it and I might reteach that later mm-hmm. as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And what I've done is I've got an A3 piece of paper with a black Sharpie and wrote out one, two, three, four, like wrote down the actual name of the pose. The other option that I also have done is actually drawn stick men. Yeah. Pictures. So then, I'm not reading words necessarily. Yeah. But I still very much look at my notes, and I think even experienced yogis, some do, experienced yoga teachers, still use notes. Yeah. And I, I, you know, what it, it's our little safety net, right? And how are we to totally really, fine. how are we meant to really remember everything. Let's say we're doing a two-hour workshop. There's no way in hell I'd be able to remember everything that I was going to be doing a two-hour workshop.
1: Yeah. You know. So, but it's that thing of we don't have to be that yoga teacher no that doesn't look at no no
0: exactly exactly it's just finding yeah who we are and like you say the students that love us will come to us and come back to us same as with yeah. our beauty clients with our hair clients you know we're not for everybody everybody is not for everybody as well yeah you know we like some we love some we hate some we dislike some you know yeah So That's one thing I loved about yoga. I
1: was surprised as I learned more about it how it is so similar to religion. Mm. I was really shocked because I'm not a religious person. And then going through my training, I was like, wow, this really feels religious. (laughs) I don't think I'm a religious person, but I like this. But uh, one of the main differences that I loved about this perhaps religion as opposed to the Catholic church that I was brought up with was, it's so forgiving. Mm. It's like, try this, try to be a good person, try to do this, try to do this. If you don't, it's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that about this. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
0: No judgment. No judgment and there's no pressure either. There's no pressure. It's like, oh, I stepped on my mat and I just did a downward facing dog and I paddled out my dog and that was all what I did today. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. Or it could be the next day. Oh, I did a really awesome 15 minute fiery vinyasa flow. Yeah, that's great. That's also awesome. You know, so yeah, it's a forgiving industry, I think. Yeah, you know, it's very much like you say, it's absolutely okay, whatever you do. Yeah. And there's no judgment. And it's okay if you say left when you mean right and all sorts It's just something we put on ourselves. In Mm -hmm. society in general, we want to be perfect.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I do struggle with this a lot. I do tattooing. Now, cosmetic Mm -hmm. tattooing, Mm -hmm. you want to be perfect. But it's funny, I've been doing that for years, so I'm a bit more confident in that. But the little body tattoos that I do, I actually really love the art in that. I love the imperfection in that. But then I love the imperfection in other people's
0: work but I'm a perfectionist. So when it comes to your own work, you're like, no, it's not perfect, but it's not meant to be perfect. What that's teaching you is to not be perfect. Yeah. Like it's kind of going against who you want to be. Yeah. But yeah, you love it. Yeah. Mm. So real quickly then, before we wrap this up, you've mentioned about your beauty, your tattooing and things like that throughout this chat. Run me through all your little hobbies, all your little offerings to people like your, your beauty, your yoga, where can people find you online if they want to find you and find out what you do for services and things? Yeah.
1: So my business is just under my name, Melanie Severi, and we'll put that in the notes. So I focus at the moment on beauty services, brows, cosmetic tattooing, and I'm moving more and more into the fine line tattooing. Mm. But yeah, things change. I For many years, makeup was the main focus of my business. And I think since COVID, I just lost my passion for it. Mm. So I'm not giving it up yet, but Mm. I'm moving past that. Mm. Also, as we discussed, everything's so busy. I don't have enough time to do everything I want. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, there's so many other things I would do. (laughs) Multi-passion. So I need to
0: make time to focus on Mm -hmm. what I need to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to run it through, you're a yoga teacher. Yes. you're a makeup artist yeah you're a beautician yeah you're a tattoo artist yeah do we need to add anything else to that or is that about it
1: that's, it. that's <laughs> it. <mom>. work-wise <laughs> mum is like the biggest yeah the biggest but god i love that too yeah i love being a mama yeah. watching them grow and helping them be whatever they want to be it's so amazing yeah.
0: I remember when we were sitting on the couch in your studio and you was just sharing about how you want to be there for your kids at the weekend. I was like, oh, I can really tell that you love being a mum and you want to yeah. be there for your kids and support them. And through you doing all of these different things, you're showing diversity. Yeah. You're showing that you can do anything and everything.
1: Actually, this was something, it's been hard when I've had to go away from kids mm. sometimes to do something for work. If I've had a trip to Queensland for work or to Melbourne, But I think it's been really good for the kids to see mummy doing Mm. something,
0: achieving things that make me feel good. Mm. So I think that's good too. And for your children to see that you are not just a mum. Yeah. And I think many, I mean, I can't talk because I don't have children, but I can say this through seeing my own mum go through it. From my mum's history my mum very much just became a mum and she lost her own identity.
1: My mum did that too. You know, too. it
0: wasn't until my she brother was great, and was a great mum. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't until my brother and I flew the nest, my mum and dad's marriage broke down, that she then actually stepped into Lisa. Like, yeah. she's not just a mum anymore. Yeah. She also has her own cleaning business. She has her groups of friends that she sees and she now wears makeup and she dresses up than what she used to and things. And, you know, I definitely can see through my, my own journey with my own family and seeing a mum how women particularly can just become the role of being a mum yeah and so for you being a mum and showcasing to your children being a mum isn't just the only thing I can do yeah yes it's a full-time job yes I'm here for you all the time day and night but I can still go and enjoy the things that make yeah. me male.
1: Yeah. So I think it's really important for them to see that side of me. But also my husband said something to me a long time ago, which was really, really helpful. He said, so I, I generally work school hours and then you get your school holidays and people mm-hmm. need to wait a little bit. I do do some work over the school holidays, but it's a lot reduced. And my husband said to me at the start of school holidays once, what are you going to be happy about at the end of the holidays that you fit that person in for these appointments mm-hmm. or that you had a great time with the kids mm. and I'm like oh shit yeah the kids are my priority yeah yeah I still have my short trips away but not too often
0: no. yeah they come first we as adults we as human we just need to keep on evolving otherwise we just become yeah. stagnant otherwise don't we so yeah yeah Thanks, honey. Cool. That's a wrap. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) I love it. That's all for this week from Mel and myself. I hope you really enjoyed that. If you want to find Melanie, on socials then hit her up at at melanie.yogi and at melanie severi underscore browse dot beauty dot inc both on instagram you'll be able to find her on there and if you wish to reach out to her then do so both myself and mel are always here for questions if you ever want to reach out and query with us about yoga how we got into the yoga teaching scene and everything like that then Be our guest and reach out to us. On next week's episode, you're just going to be hearing from myself. So it's just going to be me talking about whatever I decide to talk about because right now I've not thought that far ahead because this week coming, I'm really not organized about episode 10, but you will be hearing from just myself. I know I've done an awful lot of conversations with barbers so far, and I now want to start moving a bit more into the well being and health space and do a few solo casts as well. So, a solo episode. And yeah, just want to keep on enjoying doing this and bringing you some good things to listen to if there's anything you want me to touch base on talk about if there's anybody you would like me to have um, a conversation with then please let me know and in the meantime you know where to follow me head on to socials at the yoga barber keep on following my journey and i will be sure to connect with you more in the coming months and hopefully years Join me every Wednesday for a Wholeness podcast. I'll catch you real soon. Peace, love and light.